Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks again. Thank you. Thank you for taking this opportunity to come on by, be part of our community and uh, hop on this uh, podcast and and be part of our family. You know, I'm thinking, Stephanie, as we've been going through the book of Proverbs, a couple things have really illuminated themselves. God has illuminated these verses to me and things in my mind over and over again, the difference between foolishness and the, the, that folly and the difference between being wise or wisdom over and over again, that God, God has pointed out little things that become big things that can mess you up, that can mess up relationships, that can ruin a day. And I'm so thankful we've been going through the book of Proverbs. So how are you this morning? Well, Doug, you know what? I am, I'm just chugging along day at a time. So. <laughs> yeah. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. No, that's one step over the line. <laughs> Man, I don't remember songs. I shouldn't be allowed to quote songs. I need to hang a note up in here that says, do he not quote songs. He even messes up the songs. Well, you even mess up the songs you've written. I mean, it's like <laughs> scary. You rewrite them. I mean, it's yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I started, I started working on a song two into one the other night. It messed me all up. It's about done. But, you know, I was messing it up, singing it to myself after I had settled on something. So I don't know, man. I'm, And that's what <laughs> it slows me down. But uh, so we've been doing these characteristics, Stephanie, these different characteristics of PTSD, kind of trying to help people on the front end of the podcast before we hop in uh, to Proverbs. And I, I think I want to mention a characteristic of fear. It seems like fear. We, we know the Bible in some way or another, 365 Times some say 364, some say 366, but at least one for every day. Times in the Bible, the Bible tells us not to fear, not to be afraid. It uses different words. It's constantly saying that fear uh, is is not from God. The Bible teaches us in Second Timothy one seven, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. Uh, it reminds us in First John four eighteen, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear have torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So, uh, when we think about fear and PTSD, they go together kind of like a horse and carriage, man, or a car and an engine. Um, it's it's one of those things that we have to fight against, that we have to uh, load God on board to help us with fear. Now, you had mentioned to me, Stephanie, you are always waiting uh, after the death of Charles and after the trauma that gave you PTSD, you are always waiting for the next shoe to fall. Yeah. Yeah, that's honestly, I still struggle with living that way um, where you just kind of wait for what's coming next. And um I think anyone who's been through trauma, um, you know, you hold your breath, you kind of that hyper alert, that hyper vigilant, um, you know, it's, it's crazy when you're in a room with people, you know, and you have these 
quirky thoughts going through your head of which one of these person, you know, which one of these people is the traitor, which one of these people is the one who's here to do, you know, here to kill us here to, you know, you just have these freak out wild, crazy thoughts go through your mind that, you know, make no sense at all. You know, you, you know it, but they're still going through your head and they're still real. Yeah. And so, um, fear is a real thing. And something I've learned as I've worked with people is that sometimes people deal with fear because they've been brought up in a culture of fear. Yeah. And, and it, it can be passed on. It, yeah. Yes. And that, you know, children, my alarm bells go off when I work with a child or by child, I don't, I don't mean little children. I mean like a teenager, an older teenager, young adult, and they tremble and they, they can't give you a reason why. And they're living in a state of so much fear. I know there's more to the picture. When I see that, I know there's more that maybe they don't even see because it's so much a part of their life that's contributing to that fear factor. And so it's, it's a challenge um, this subject's a challenge always to me, especially when I think of that verse, there is no fear in love, but per- perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. And if we as parents, God forbid, and I have seen parents that do this to their children, God forbid that we as parents instill in our children that fear yeah. that yes, we instill in them. We open the door for Satan to have a stronghold of fear in their life. And we instill in them that somehow that kind of fear is a part of godliness that is blasphemy. Yeah, it is. And parents that do that to their kids are hurting their kids because God doesn't give us that spirit of fear. So heaven forbid that we as parents, that we as parents give our children that spirit of fear. Yeah, and and I think exactly what Stephanie's saying, it's faith over fear. Fear is a real issue for people with PTSD. Stephanie's not a freak in that way. Um, I'm not a freak in that way. I certainly have dealt with fear. I've stood in a room and said, you know, who's the Judas? Who's the person who's going to stab me in the back? Uh, Who's the person who's going to try to hurt me? I mean, we can live a life that is just filled with fear. And boy, we can pass it on to our kids and our grandkids and entire generations of people that are afraid because we're, we're off balance. You know, God does not give us that spirit of fear, folks. So we need to stop. And, you know, if the most powerful verse to me is that one. Second Timothy one seven for God has not given us the spirit of fear. And then it, you know, there's a semicolon there and it says, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So, so God's clearly pointing out that there's two sides to things. The side of fear is not a powerful side. The side of yeah. fear is uh, uh, a side of, you know, waving the white flag. The side of fear is not the godly side. And, uh, it, but the side of the godly is, uh, you know, power. It's love, sound mind. So, folks, I would tell you this. You're not alone if you're afraid of things. You're not alone if you're going through things that are fearful. Uh, But you're not alone with God. God knows about those things. Do a quick study. You know, uh, sit down and memorize the verses. You know, memorize Psalm 23. Memorize 1 John 4.18. Stephanie quoted a minute, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Perfect love come from God, because fear have torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love, for God hath not given us in 1 Timothy 1.7. Remember that. Isaiah 41.10, I wrote down in my Bible here, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of righteousness. And folks, where do you go if you got fear? How do you get rid 
rid of that characteristic, you just go to God. He's going to take care of that for you. Give him that fear. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a journey. But don't bring your kids down with you. Stephanie, hit that right. You know, uh, we, we don't sit around and fixate. We don't sit around and worry. Uh, God's got our backs. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor the seed begging bread. Can I tell you something, brethren? Uh, uh, I've never seen the righteous, never seen our kids begging bread. God's got our backs. And uh, now we're over in Proverbs chapter 16. I'm pretty happy, Stephanie, we made another chapter move. You know, they, they've been slow a coming here through Proverbs, but I think we're doing good. <laughs> and uh, coming right out here in, in Proverbs 16, 1, it says, The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that we got to remember that that we're – you know, wisdom, it comes from the voice of God with the tongue. It's, it's, a, it's beyond the preparation of our hearts. But we as men try to control those things. Um, and, and, you know, we need to recognize that we, we, we at times, you know, exercise or use our own reason in making plans. But the answer is totally dependent on the Lord. And, and we need to, I think that's what the verse is talking about. Hey, your heart's going to have you do things, want you to do things, ask you to do things, show you to do things, have you pray to God to do things. But the answer comes from the Lord. It's coming out your tongue. It's, it's the final. It's what God's doing. I mean, how are you seeing this, Stephanie? No, I think you're spot on and understanding that when a person is in tune with the Lord and walking with the Lord, um, God will direct not just what we do, what we say, he'll, he'll direct our thoughts. He'll, he'll direct, um, remember last chapter, we talked about, um, verse 28, the heart of the righteous studieth to answer. So as we're, it's almost that idea of preparation that God, if we will let him, will control, guide, direct our hearts. He'll, he'll direct as we prepare. Okay. We're always preparing always for something. Yeah. We we're are either, pre we're either preparing for failure. We're preparing for success. We're preparing for the next meal or we're preparing to, to be hungry. Um, no matter what decision we're making, we're preparing, we're either laying up treasures in heaven or we're not. Um, we're preparing for shame. You know, when we stand before God, we're always in the state of preparation and what God is saying is it's not just our words he wants to control. He wants to control all those preparations that are happening in our heart before their actions, before their words. If we're walking with God, he'll be involved in, in each of those steps as well. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It, this is speaking about righteousness and kings. This chapter's all about that, the right decision. You know, what you put in is what comes out. The way you uh, fear the Lord and give your heart to him is, is going to bring out the tongue of the Lord. And, and then here in verse 16, too, it says, All the ways of the man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. And, uh, you know, by instinct, we try to justify ourselves, I think. You know, every time I look at this verse, it's what comes to my mind. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, <clears throat> I can't tell you, I used to go to jails and some of the most wicked criminals. I remember being, I used to preach every year before the pandemic down there in Florida in a, in a major prison. People were there, either death penalty or the rest of their lives, and we'd go through. And they, the warden would invite me down, and I'd go from cell to cell. And then some of the people who had life in jail were able to come out and meet in a room. They'd do 20 at a time with four or five guards carrying rifles. And, and when you would sit down and eat with these people, they were always trying to justify themselves. Uh, you know, they're, 
they saw themselves as pure in their own eyes. I did this because of this. They, you know, everybody's a victim. Everybody's got an identity issue. Everybody's got this. But you know, when you have God, when you take that self-image and put God image, when you take that self-esteem and put God esteem, boy, things change. And, and the Lord weighs in on our spirit and he takes away that self-justification. You know, he, yeah. he, he weighs things out. God is just, and, uh, I kind of think that's where we're going there, Stephanie. I mean, what are you thinking here? No, I think you're exactly right. And our, our heart and our mind, everything we do. And I know we've talked about this as we've talked about, um, people that lie, lie for a living, so to speak, or deceive for a living, or their whole world is where they have a dual personality. They have a dual life. They're one person at home. They're another person in public. First of all, the amount of work and brain energy that must take is overwhelming to me. It's like, I can barely keep up with me, just me, you know, like just one of me. I can't imagine trying to keep track of two of me. Um, that would be really complicated and hard, but to the, but when you, when you choose to make that your life, it is right to you. It becomes your normal. It becomes, it becomes what you view as godly. Yeah, I, and that I is a very, very scary spot to be. And that's where I think David cried out after his sin with Bathsheba, after it was hidden for that year. And Nathan comes to him and rebukes him and gets in his face and says, thou art the man, David. You're the shepherd who was just cruel. And he called David out, called David out on his sin. And David then after that wrote that passage that we go to so often where he said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see, you see God. Same thing as this verse says, God weighs the spirits. David said, you see God, if there be any wicked way in me, because I can't see my wicked ways myself. To me, my wicked ways seem okay. They seem clean. And I think that's what this verse is saying. I agree. Search me, Lord. Yeah, that's a good way to end that verse. And and then going to that third verse, and a very familiar verse to many of us is, uh, commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. And I mean, just an old verse, a memory verse that I did years ago. Uh, you know, this idea that every one of us should commit our works to God. We should depend on God for our works, for what we do for him, what we do in life. Uh, you know, it's, we should just, it's, it's God's, we need to commit that to him. And, and I, and I think to not commit those things to God is, is, is sad. I think it puts us in another place and then being established again, a a study that I had this morning, um, and, uh, committing that works to him. And, and, and when we do that, we trust that our thoughts and our plans will be established in him. In other words, will be rooted and foundational and grow. So when we commit those works to him, when we give it all to him, we're trusting him. And then he establishes a strong foundation on which we're building our ministries, on which we're building our jobs, on which we're building mm-hmm. our families. <clears throat> and I think that's what it's talking about there, Stephanie. Yeah. Well, and, and this kind of goes along. It's just, I was... I would have worded it different just because everybody, everybody looks at things different ways. 
but I, when I look at this verse, I kind of think of the idea of, of a bridge that goes over a chasm. And we're, we're told to cross that bridge. Everything inside our head is screaming, this bridge is not safe. This bridge is, it's going to result in, you know, it's gonna, not going to end well if we decide to cross this bridge. But we've been told to cross it. We've been given a job to do, and, and we've been told that it's safe. And it's like, that's what God tells us through life. He yeah. gives us works to do. He gives us jobs to do. And he says, trust me to do it. Step out on that bridge. Cast your net on the other side, he told Peter. You know, I don't think Peter in his head, he did that simply out of obedience to Jesus. He didn't think there was going to be a miracle. He did it out of respect and obedience to Jesus Christ he stepped out by faith, and that's what we're told to do every single day of our lives. And, you know, this is hard. This verse never meant so much to me as it has since Charles died. Mm. Because let me tell you, there are days that my thoughts are taking me low. You know, if you've had nightmares, you wake up and you're you're at your wit's end as a result because you can't even pull your brain together and then I have my kids coming to me wanting to talk or somebody will text needing help or I have to do podcasts or whatever, whatever the job is for that day that God gives me. And I have to say, okay, God, <laughs> by faith, I'm going to do what you've told me to do because right now my thoughts are crazy and all over the place. And I feel like I'm in a, in a fog and God, as we obey him, I being in the way the Lord led me, as we follow him, as we do what he directs us to do, I think of First Peter 5, 7, cast thy burden upon the Lord, commit your works to him. And in First Peter 5, 7, it says, he shall sustain thee. And that, and I could have the reference wrong there because there's two verses that talk about casting your burdens, but he promises to sustain. He promises to establish our thoughts. If we will take that step of faith, say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. I don't, I'm going to trust you right now. You know, I, I, I've gotten slapped with a lot of some sad news in the last week and having to come back to God and say, God, I don't want to get out of bed this morning. Yeah but you've given me a job to do today. Yeah. So by faith, I'm going to do it. And that's what this verse is talking about. Yeah, it is. And it almost puts things in a different order than what we're used to in a worldly way. You know, we think of yeah. committing our yeah. thoughts and plans to the Lord and then, then committing our works to him. And, and, and Solomon's changing that up and, and saying it starts with everything I do, Lord, I need to put in your hands. Yeah. I need to commit this day to you. I need to commit, you know, that this is coming out the other end and you can change it up any way you want, God. You know, you can, if my, if my way of getting from point to A to point B is wrong or not short enough, give me the right way. You know, I'm all in. And, and folks, that's, I guess this is about, you know, we just need to commit these things to God on a daily basis. Again, it comes, this all comes down to what choice are we going to make today? What choice do we make on this April day? Are we going to just say, Hey God, we're committing this to you. 
You know, we're committing the works, we're committing ministry, we're committing our family, we're committing our marriage, we're committing our future marriage, whatever the case may be, you know, wherever we're coming out, just commit it to God. And, uh, and then he's going to give you the thoughts and plans and take you through where you need to go. The order has been reversed and, uh, and just trust in him. And he's going to establish all this stuff in us. That foundation is going to be awesome. It's a, you know, when we do it God's way, we're in a good place. We don't have to worry about, you know, having a redo from doing our job. But I, I liked your example at the bridge over those, uh, that chasm. I can't tell you, I was in uh, Korea years ago and we would go out and there's parts of Korea that's like India or something. And we're up on the side of this mountain in the villages. There's no electricity. There's nothing in South Korea down in this one corner. And uh, one of the missionaries who used to work for me back in the day, a fellow named Jim Taylor takes me up in there and we're crossing through these cliffs and don't get me wrong, the van that we were using was only about seven feet wide, you know, and we had about 10 feet of clip, but I mean, there's sheer nothing to the right hand side of the van I'm driving and why they have me driving, you know, uh, the, the big, tall, fat guy from America. And these people have driven it a hundred times. And I come across this crack in the road on this on especially on the right hand side. And I mean, that thing went down a half mile. And I stopped, and, and there's no way to back up or anything. And I said, you know, hey, Brother Jim, there's a crowd. Oh, he said, that's what the board is for. <laughs> and they got out and put a board in front of my front wheel over that crack and said, come on, brother. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was so scared. And uh, I can remember them saying, ah, we committed this day to God. It's all right, man. Just drive over that piece of wood. And it's a great story today. Uh, but I'm telling you, I was scared to death, but that's the way life looks sometimes. Uh, that's, that's just the way life looks sometimes. And, uh, but when we commit that work, there's going to be cracks. There's going to be boards we have to throw down. There's going to be times where totally out of our comfort zone, but man, when we get to the other end, praise God, when we get to the other end and God is with us, uh, let me tell you something, that's a good thing. And you know, isn't it funny? how this really comes down to fear where we started. Uh, yeah. You know, it really comes down to fear. It's committing to God is the opposite of fear. It's having that faith for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. We sure do love you folks. Please listen to every word. Brother Eric's got to say here. We want to make sure that, you know, Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior and that we get to spend eternity together. If we can do something for you, make sure you find us on helpful wounded spirits, Facebook page and drop us a message. We'll try to get back to you just as fast as we can. Have a good day. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved.
For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.